Alright, let's go on, what's going on, what's going on Welcome to another episode of Sacramento Illness with your boy and your host, Ryan Smith here I got a great friend and brother who I haven't seen in over 10 years But we're reuniting for this great episode My brother Aaron Cook is in the building What's going on, Chief? What's going on, buddy? Glad to be here I know, man, it's been it's been a minute Been too long It's bro. been too long, it's been too long It's been too long, it's been too long So how things been going, man? I know you got a lot like going on I see you've been working out a lot lately Yeah, man, that's the lifestyle, dude <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's one of them things, man. It's like a lot of people have to have their cup of coffee in the morning. I got to have my workout in the morning. <laughs> I see. So you work out like every day? Yeah, man. Unless I really feel my body needs to take a rest day, dude, I'm working. Ah, that's what's up. I see, it's man. Like a, lot, a lot of the times people have programs where they they set a certain rest day. I just, I just go by the way my body feels. I feel you. That's what's up. And I think that's the best way to do because everybody's body is different. So what made you actually decide to get into like working out? Uh, at the beginning, man, I just, I was about 185. I was coming off of like some really bad addictions, man. I was coming off like a really bad Adderall addiction. So I had to, you know, have some structure, some discipline and, and it was pretty good. I was, I was, uh, I still had a lot of ego on it then. Um, but that helped me get into it and. And I ended up uh, seeing a girl and got married then, and I think I took like a year and a half off then and got a little bit fatter, you know, <laughs> got out of it. But um, then I got divorced and had another bad uh, substance abuse spell for a good, good while there. Um, but, you know, ended up actually getting a really bad DUI, hurt myself, broke my ankle. After that, man, I was like, dude, just had to stop all the substance abuse had to just cold turkey everything and be real with myself and understand that the discipline equals freedom in your own life. When you're disciplined and you have the routine and you have the, um, you have a drive on something that is healthy for you and puts you in a better headspace. I mean, my workout, it clears my mind. I get indoor, uh, I guess dopamine is what you call it. When I work out, like that's that's another reason I can't miss a workout. Sometimes, man, in the morning if I miss my workout, I'm grumpy. Grumpy, <laughs> I like, feel you. I feel you. Like somebody feel. doesn't have coffee in the morning, I feel you. I'm gonna it's be grumpy. It's like a routine. Yeah, I can get aggression out. I can get emotion out doing it, and it's just something I've come to really love doing. And obviously, you know, it's, it makes you look jacked, which is awesome. And that's my personal goal. I like lifting heavy weights, and I have certain total goals I want to hit. I have certain weights I want to be able to push in the next six months, in the next year, in the next two years. And it's another thing that uh, it's a good practice of goal setting to take to your actual uh, parts of your life. If you can set goals in the gym, short term and long term, then you should be able to do that with your own life. And that's something I've carried over from the gym to my own life. Now, see, that's a good point. So, looking back, like, as a whole, we can look back. So, how was your upbringing like? It was a good upbringing. Um, we, were, uh, we were taught to work outside on the farm at a very young age. That's, I believe that was a good thing. Um, yeah, that's good work ethic. Yeah, very good work ethic. I'll admit that. Um, we're always taught to, you know, if you're going to do something, 
do it with everything you got. Don't half-ass anything. I feel you on that. That's not something I was brought up to do. And obviously, that's something I practice in the gym. It's something I practice with uh, with my career path now. Um, and that just made me into a passionate person, I think. Gotcha. Because having that mentality of sticking with something, but make sure it's something you really want to do. That's another right. thing. That's another thing. Like, just don't just hop around, I guess. Which at a young age, you can hop around. But once you get to a certain age, like, you, you know what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Yeah. Once you reach a certain age, you feel, okay, you got your goals and what you want right. to do in time. Like so, you, yeah. You have to have a point where you need to be real with yourself and what you know you want to do and what you might be able to do, but you might not like it. And if it's something that you might not like, don't do it. True. I feel you on that. I don't feel you on that. Now, I know since we both went to the same school in Prince Edward County, how was that like? Because I got my own experience about that. I hated school personally. School was never for me. Yeah. But I just um, got by just to basically like get by. Um, school's, school's fine. There's subjects that I like and dislike. Um, for example, I don't like mathematics. I'm good at mathematics, but I didn't apply myself at mathematics because I don't like mathematics. I feel you on that. Um, and that's something, like I said, find things that you're passionate about. Passionate about what it, yeah, that's your life. I wasn't passionate about mathematics, yeah, so math I didn't strive math. to get good grades in mathematics because I didn't care for it. And I didn't do well because I didn't apply myself. Um, academics was fine. I was a pretty decently smart kid. I'm still a pretty decently smart guy, I would like to think. Um, <laughs> I try to be, um, what's the word? I try to be open-minded because in this uh, time we live in now, open-mindedness is very, uh, yeah, yeah, very uh, hard to come by, put it that way. Well, I can say the times we live in now, it's a uh, eye-opener experience for in the terms that it's like I posted the other day I said you know a few weeks back you sit back and observe you you find out who's true what people's true like intentions are right and with that they expose themselves what they've been kept hidden for so long and I say that I mean that in a negative way like they kept that hidden they right. felt like it wasn't important, but now they're starting to show it, and they thought they wouldn't show it, but they started to show it, and everybody started to say it. Right. Well, that's because they've indoctrinated themselves. And when you indoctrinate yourself yeah. and you become an adult, it, it's... Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's right as a kid to uh, have wrong viewpoints and wrong information and continue with that information, because obviously it's not, because once you become an adult, that indoctrination is going to show and you're just going to seem very, uh, I guess, uneducated. I don't want to say ignorant because ignorance is not the word. When you're ignorant, you don't know better. But yeah, sure. a lot of what we see now is yeah, but you do know better. Yeah, at the same time, like I always said, that stuff, whether it's racism, hatred and all that, that starts in the household. 
Exactly. That's a learned behavior. You can't tell me that it's not because it's definitely a learned that behavior. That starts an household because... I mean, and, and I've grown up around people that that was something that they were taught. And that's something that I was exposed to. And for a time, yeah, that affected my own way of thinking, unfortunately. And it's shameful to say that. Oh, really? It did for a while. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it did for a while. I didn't Once know I that. Once I got to high school and middle school, it was less and less. But, I mean, you can, you can mold the mind of a youth yeah, any way true. you want. That's it's true. very easy. That's true. Very you easy. have an authoritative figure in front of you. Every day, you every know, day, I mean, it's you have, I'm not saying it was my pastor, because it wasn't my pastor, but um, for example, authoritative figures like pastors, um, teachers, whatever leaders you have, parents, uncles, aunts, grandparents, these are people you look up to. You want to make them proud. You don't want to be a disappointment to them. So what they teach you, you take in, and then you spit that right out. As a, as a, as yeah, a true. And the thing is, may, maybe they're not right. Maybe they're telling you exactly the wrong thing. But things. of course, but then again, as a child, you're just going by information that they're giving exactly. you. Exactly. You're going by information that they give you. You haven't had the chance to see the world as it is yet. Or even live it. Or even experience you it. You only see the world that they expose you to. In the household. Exactly. Then you take it with you and you carry it with you. And that could lead you to a wrong. I say it leads you to a wrong path anyway. Oh, like I said, when you definitely lead you to yeah, a wrong when you're path. taught, when you're taught that, then when you're trying to, you're put, you're feeding off the energy of other people, you're trying to put it off on other people and be like, wait a minute, are you yeah. really? Wait a minute, are I mean, you a racist? Hey, hey, I grew up in a household where it was like you know heritage for the Confederate flag and all this, you know bullshit that they want to talk about now, dude. And for a while, yeah, like that was something I was believing in, but that was the only part I knew because that's the only part that I was really taught about. Yeah, I can see because thinking about looking back now. That was I, I, well, you, yeah, looking back. I see for me, I didn't pay any attention back then. Right. But now I noticed it back then, but I was right. like, okay, I didn't, right. I really didn't, it really didn't bother me. It was like, okay, he's, you know. Right, and it's like, yeah, wear a Confederate flag shirt to, to school. And then yeah. I, and then I have, you know, black friends, but just because they weren't saying anything, that doesn't mean it wasn't hurting. Yeah, but see, for me, I think at that time, for me, I really didn't, I said, I gotta put it for me. For me, at that point, I wasn't mature enough to learn about it and right. really what it was about. So, okay, he's wearing a shirt to get flags and got stuff on him. That's okay, cool. Right. But then looking back, I'm like, Ooh. yeah. I like, look back on it like, what are you talking about? Like, I, like man, like, now. Damn. And see, now, now? it's funny, like, there's other people who Gosh. who was in that uh, class was wearing it too. Yeah. But, was, it, but the thing was, it wasn't disrespectful to me. Right. But I'm like, okay, were they? But I'm like, they wasn't. They didn't say anything derogatory to me, but they was wearing, I said, okay. Right, but see, it starts we, an we, weren't, we weren't taught that it was, well, some may, may have been taught that it was derogatory, and some maybe didn't care, and some maybe were taught that it was heritage. Like, yeah, sure, there's uh, Confederate veterans in my family, big deal. Just because, uh, I was actually talking about this to somebody the other day, like, uh, just because you have Confederate veterans in your family, it doesn't make it right for you to run around with the Confederate flag. Because yeah, what you're forgetting is that that family member was still traitors to the United States of America yeah. and to that Constitution. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, like, I, I look back now, I mean, yeah, it was, I said, for me, it didn't bother me at the time. It was okay, you just wearing a shirt or a flag or a stick on the car. I was okay. But I can name people who were in our class who was wearing those. 
but I'm not gonna do it. But you probably yeah, know. No, but but it's a it's, but it's a couple of them. I was like, okay, that's him. He does respect me, but now I'm thinking back, I'm like, hmm. right. But like you said again, like we both said, it all starts in the household. It does, man. And it's and I'm glad, man, that it's I'm glad it's a conversation that's in the uh, political arena now because it's something that just needed to be dealt with, dude. And it's it's something that I had to look at and challenge my own beliefs on it yep. a long time ago and realize, hey, man, I'm straight up wrong. Yeah, but sad truth is a lot of people, they are afraid to look in that mirror. A lot of people are and just afraid, afraid to, to admit they're afraid wrong. Afraid to admit they're wrong. The pride, the prayer, wrong. pride gets in the way. It's ego and pride. Pride gets in that the way. That is one of the main things that is pride gets very in wrong way. with society. It is admitting you're wrong. Admitting Nobody wrong. wants to be wrong. But guess what? Everybody's wrong at least one time a day. Yeah. Like I said, for me, I used to be, like I said, okay. Yeah, I mean, stereotyping that is happening to everybody, regardless of what race you are. Right. Like I said, back then, I used to be called an Oreo. Right. Black on the outside, white on the inside. Right. But now I'm looking back then I thought it was funny. And I'm looking back like, that was dis- yeah, that was that was disrespectful as fuck. It's like the Dave Chappelle's like, man, it was so racist. You don't even ra- get mad. You're just like, that was racist. Damn, that was racist as fuck yeah. to say. But back then it was like, okay, that's a joke. But then again, right. it wasn't a joke. Yeah. Maybe the person true. meant what he said or she said, but you just didn't take it. Exactly. So now, like, stuff like that is okay. Like, I can name plenty of them. Like, people look at your application and see that your name sounds okay. That name sounds like too good. I can't, I can't hire him. I can't oh, hire man. her. Yeah, that's that's something that I think is still going to be a huge issue. Yeah. Um, which I think is terrible. It's, it's just somebody's name, dude. Yeah, it's sad, but it's somebody who want to be creative and have a beautiful name for their child, and just because they have that name, you're gonna uh, discriminate. Discriminate, like stereotype, cause yeah, because of a name. But it, it, but it has happened. Oh man, it, it, it has happens happened. In, in a lot of different ways. I mean, take, take uh, Middle Eastern Arabic people. Yeah. After nine eleven. Yeah. Man, you see any any type of Arabic style name? What were you thinking? Like you were thinking like, oh, terrorism, terrorism, because that's one thing the media was feeding you. Yeah. So like I said, uh, I mean it's. I mean, like I said, I've been experiencing on both sides of that, and I have, I can honestly say, I have done that to people. I have stereotyped yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, er- I everybody, think everybody knows. has done it. Honestly, I don't think there's a person who hasn't. Like, people use stereotypes. But it can be something simple. Okay, you ride around the street, you see a nice house. Be like, damn, that's a nice house. But for me, seeing somebody African American, black comes out of my life, I would never thought they would do that. But right. I would like. It's something that, but like, it's something right. that small, but like, I can picture them having a house like that. Why, why yeah. would I think? Why would I think? Yeah, but why? But why not? Like, why can't you picture? Exactly. Them? Like, I, I, like, that shouldn't be the way. That shouldn't be the thought process in that at all. And in that moment, right. now I'd be like, Nah, they have a right to have that. They probably earned that. Exactly. So this who, is America, everybody exactly. has a right to prosper. Exactly. But growing up, I've said that plenty of times. Be like, you never expect somebody. I've always said that. Right. To and live I there. Mean, this area, man, it's it's an area where um, it, I, I would say it used to be um, somewhere where uh, African Americans probably weren't expected to do well in anything. Yeah, and that's I think that's very true for the area. Number one, it's rural. Number two, you've had um, so many uh, disadvantages as an African American 
in multiple ways. I mean, they closed the school because they didn't want to segregate. Yeah. African Americans yep. had ever. to make their own school with yeah. torn up textbooks, man. Yeah. And now the fact that we're here, where there's people that are still the, uh, alive that had to go through to go that. through that. Yeah. Not only that, there's people who still alive that had to go through that who have made even more of themselves that I have, that yeah. you have. So or I mean, so you could even it imagine. Does. Imagine. I think that now, when that leads to now, present time, statues being taken down. I mean, those statues belong in a museum, and I don't care what anybody says. It's, it, for me, in a museum. I mean, for me, this is my personal opinion about it. Okay. If taking down statues that had discrimination, racism, you know, you know, potential behind it, okay. But you can't erase history, period. Okay. Because history is it's, it's still well, there. you wouldn't want to. But I feel like at the same time, who who's to say? We weren't taught certain, I mean, I'll take that back. Certain teachers didn't teach their students, okay, this is what happened. It was wrong for them to, to right. do that. This is how it was supposed to be done. Right. We was, was only taught, this is what happened, move on. That's true. But at the same time, I wouldn't totally blame, well, I wouldn't totally blame the instructors. Because the state of Virginia, New York, they had SOLs, and they had a whole um, agenda on what they needed to teach you to pass an SOL. True. And let they, me work that. Yeah, and there was that. a lot of teachers True. Um, let that me work we that. had. That yeah, I mean, I had, I had great teachers. We had some great teachers great that teachers. sometimes would break off of that, and they would teach yeah. us a whole lot more about like the I can Like, I can name a teacher right here, right now. She probably would be Miss uh, Michelle Metro. Oh, yeah. She broke it down. Okay, this is what happened. It was wrong for them to do that. That's how it needs to be done. Right. Well, can we solve it to make it better? Move on. Right. But every teacher's not like that. Exactly. Now, it would have been great to have teachers be like that, all of them? Yes, especially history teachers. Absolutely. But it's not. Sadly, it's not. Absolutely. So that's the, I think that if we get more, because you think about it, if you get more teachers that's like that can teach the history of it and break it down, the students can learn about it and process it better. Right. Life. It's like it's like uh, okay, so you're in history class and we're covering Dr. Martin Luther King and the Civil Rights era. Okay, great, we covered them. No, we didn't cover Black Wall Street. No, we didn't cover Juneteenth. Yeah, and and you nobody, know what? And, and, and nobody you, covered. That. And you know what's funny? We, I didn't learn that until I got older. That's what I mean. Nobody covered this stuff in school. No. You hit a whole terrible, terrible part of Black history. Yeah. And guess what? Black history doesn't start with slavery. Black history starts in Africa. Yeah, and for me, like I said, it, I it mean, starts. It starts from the, uh, for lack of a better word, the motherland. Yeah, I and mean, for me, where does European history start? In Europe. Yeah, and the thing you know, I that's mean, where we're starting white history. It does. It does. And for me, the nothing that gets gets to me is okay. Like people, I may get criticized for this, but I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna quote the great Morgan Freeman. He said in interview on time, it shouldn't be a Black History Month. I feel like it shouldn't. I'm tell you why. That's every day. Yeah, I was gonna say we don't. It should be every day. It's every day. I mean, you why? should celebrate hit, hit, uh, your own okay. people's history every day. Okay. Period. I'm African American. You're white. Right. You gotta have a, a particular month. No, sure don't because we learn all the time. It's in your face. It does Mexicans have a different month? Uh, I think they might. They shouldn't. I feel like history, Black history, is American history. Right. Why well, keep it, it for is. like? I mean, it's not just like, American history. Like you go, you go, you go. You squeeze whole, it into you have a month. The whole history of Africa to learn about if you right. want to. But you gonna squeeze it into a month for twenty eight days? Yeah. 
not only that, but you take, but you don't learn so much of it. Then be like, okay, I can appreciate really it now. So okay, today is February first, and guess what today is, people? Today is the first. The first today is the first day of Black History Month. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're just sitting there like, yeah. Because well, one time I think I got, <laughs> I think I got in trouble for that. I think I said, I said, no, that's every day. She's just like, what? I said, it's every day. It's not just yeah, this month of February. We need to talk about it every day, along with other histories every single day. Why right. we just stick on this one? And that will always bug me. It still bugs me. Black History Month sure. is not this month. It's every single day. It's not just the month of February. You're basically squeezing our history into one month. And after that month, it don't. It's not important yeah, then anymore. Yeah, it's, it's not uh, not relevant. Thank you. Or they make it seem that's not relevant. So I, I it, don't believe it's relevant. Yes, yeah, so, I mean it's it's <laughs> that always bugged me. It was like okay, Black History Month only for month of February. No, it's every day. We don't need a month. American history is every day. It's not a particular month. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. It's and that it, black history is part of American history. It's still a part of. I mean, we're making history now. Yeah. African Americans are making history yeah. in America now. Yeah, I think that, and history is going to be made every single day. Of course. And this history is going to be taught. To the next generation we, coming we up, hope. we hope. We hope. I hope. We hope. I hope that it does, because you need to expose the entire truth. Don't just pick right. out parts of it, because the kids are not gonna learn. Absolutely. And See, uh, I think it's also a really, a really disadvantageous thing that, um, I guess maybe not so much now, but you have, you might have congressmen that are still sitting in Congress that were. Uh, that were in office during civil rights movements, teachers perhaps, local yeah. officials perhaps, yeah. that are still, let's say, in power from an era where African Americans definitely didn't have that opportunity. not considered equal not considered or did not have opportunity. Yeah. And you're nuts if they think they don't have an agenda. But yeah. they're still not trying they to always that. have an agenda it's always an agenda it's always an agenda that's, that's what, I, what I believe and that's what I see because I mean it's what I've seen <laughs> and like I said I mean for me it's like I, it's just the time that we're living in now and that's why it circles all back to all that stuff that's going on the oppression all of that that affects you mentally right that cripples you mentally they keep being depressed every day, every day, every yeah, day, every day. You, down, you walk around, you're feeling paranoid, you're feeling okay. Am I gonna make it laugh today? I'm gonna get pulled right. over today. So yeah, that's like with the police brutality. That affects that affects you actually mentally. Uh, I was talking to you about this earlier, the Theo Vaughn podcast. He had a little boosie on there, boosie badass man. He was saying, yeah. And I totally agree with him. He was saying, uh this police brutality ain't new. There's nothing though. This stuff's been happening. It's been happening for centuries. It's been happening for decades. The, for decades. Only, the only difference is we got smartphones right now that we can see it happen. We but can record it happening. Here's the thing. And Who, how, about the ones, how about the ones that you didn't see? That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. There were hundreds of years, years and years see. and years that you haven't seen. seen. And you start to hear now, stories of it now, like, yeah, like, I got this, yeah, I got like that. Like it's a new issue. Like yeah. it's a new issue. Man, this stuff's been happening for decades. For decades. The only difference is now it's brought to light and you're mad. Because it's viral. you think it's new because it had because you haven't seen it. There's nothing new. This like, been going open on your mind. Realize something. This stuff has been going been on. Been going on. It's been going on. But the it fact is, that, like we just said, how many of them, deaths included, have we not seen? Oh, 
more than you care to know. More than I can. More than it's, I care it's more. It's more. It's a lot more. I, I mean, think this that shouldn't happen. Period. I don't care. This should period. No. I mean, we're we're supposed to be in um, in a country that practices due process of law. And I'm gonna tell you one thing. I don't care what kind of crime you've committed. If uh, you're sitting, like, for example, George Floyd. Okay. Uh, allegedly passing off a fake bill. Allegedly, I I put no stock into that. But so even you're then, right. like, okay, write him a ticket. Why are we arresting him for that? Well, that's just more to the story that, of course, the media's not gonna show. Right. And. My then, thing is still like due process of law. Like yep. why why are we killing him on site when yep. we're supposed to have a jury of your peers yep. if that is required because there's some crimes where you don't need a jury of your peers. Yeah. That's Sometimes what I'm saying. That's why for me I had to sit back out like okay. Like this is you just you just took this whole man's right of due process of law that he has a right to. Yep. That's all. You took it. You took the whole justice system into your hands. Yep. The entire one. The entire one. one person and ended a man's life. And there's plenty of them that they have done the same over, thing too. Male and female. Male and female. Male and female. Yeah. And it just blows my mind, dude. And I don't it's that's a whole nother topic I guess, but it just blows my mind that we have law enforcement that isn't trained, obviously isn't trained, to handle these threats. They are, but a lot of them are trained in fear. I think yeah, I think they're trained in fear and they're trained to not de-escalate. There's, there's no de-escalation going on. No. Because if there was, you wouldn't have all of these, uh, all these murders. You wouldn't have them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sad part. You wouldn't have it going on. That's the sad part. Because I mean, this is, I mean, okay. It does bother me that okay, everybody like you know, this is new. This has been going on for centuries, decades. It's not like we ever seen it before on TV, on camera. Rodney King was a perfect example. True. Saw it on TV, went viral, and nothing gets solved. They were acquitted. Yeah. Riots broke out. Everybody acting like why are these riots breaking out? The good old what, boy what, system. What do you expect? That's why, in a way. With these riots, okay. At first, I can understand why they would be react that way because they're fed up. But then at the same time, when you're riding, looting, nothing still gets solved. Yeah, I can agree with that. But I will say. But then again, I can't. I can't fault them because it's like okay, enough is enough. Because I mean, they they say yeah, we're going to prosecute them, we're going to arrest them, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Then you come Um, out and next you know. Yeah, you, you can say that all you want, but where's the proof? Because the last uh, however many so people, let's say 15, I know it's way more than 15, um, in the last few years, um, y'all didn't do anything. Nope. Dismissed it. Dismissed it. Not guilty. Dismissed it. Not guilty. So why should I believe a broken system? The system is broken. Yeah, I have no trust in that system. The system is broken. I have no trust in that system as a white person. And it is. So I can't imagine an African American has any trust in that system. I mean, for me, from my perspective, it's not. Because to me, it's not equal. It's not fair, and oh, it, it needs to be. Fair. It needs to be equal. Like I said again, it all starts. Like I said, for me, it's. I think that this system will it ever get fixed. Will it ever get fixed right. I hope so in my lifetime. But, I highly doubt it. 
because a lot of work that needs to be done. Oh man, there's so much. And it's not gonna get done in a year, two years, three years. It might be 50 years, 100 years forever get done. Right. And by that time, all of us will be gone. Well, then we can have a better future for our kids. Yeah, so our I mean, I, nephews. yeah, so I, it's stuff like that. But like I said, again, that's why I said all of this stuff that we're talking about, it affects you mentally. It can mentally, it cripples your brain mentally. Absolutely, you get indoctrinated. Indoctrinated, and like I said, then the time we're living in now, of panic and paranoia and fear, that's the mental strain too, because people don't know what's going on. Yeah. They're hearing this, they're hearing that, they're hearing this, they're hearing that. This being passed, this law, you can do this, you can do that, can't do this, can't do that. Separate, social distancing, can't do that, can't go, it's like, okay. Mentally, you're wrecking our brains here. Yeah, and there's just so much leg- bullshit legislation that's out there, and that's another thing. Like, there's so much empty legislation that's out there. Yeah. Totally empty. Totally take, empty. Take in consideration Virginia just decriminalized marijuana. Like, how many years have we wasted? Wasted tax and how and, and how long a drug war and, against and, and, marijuana? And how long people did that sitting take? there rotting in jail? People sitting in there, yeah. not, Got not only ten plus years. Yeah, not only that, but if you're in jail for ten years, a lot of people are going to take that and develop a more criminal mindset. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're, you're white, white. Whatever, because you waited too much. You are. You waited because too long. you've been in that in that. You've been in a pod. You've been with all of these other criminals. You've been in a locked up mind, pretty much. Your mind has been locked up. Yeah, and you've been in this whole population of other criminals for years. And you're gonna you're gonna learn. Yeah, you're gonna wanna. They learn every get every day in some way, and sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes it's not. Like There's said, a lot of great success. Yeah, like said, by me, but yeah, by me being a correctional officer and being yeah, I've seen a lot of inmates who have made the better for themselves. Then there's a whole bunch of them. Who, who hear what they hear, watch what they watch, prices in their brain, is already is locked up as it is. Right. It's already it's already you know, destroyed as it is. So you process that in your brain, okay. This thing makes more sense to me. And it's just not the right way, but it's the only way they can think. Right. And like you just said, now they just decriminalize that, took them how long did they do that now? Way too long. And it still has a long way to go. Yeah. So I mean, it's but the ones who sit in jail and for, a, and that's a harmless plant, man. Yeah. Like, it's, and I, it's not something I that I do anymore. <laughs> when I did smoke, yeah, I loved it. There was nothing wrong with it for me. But you know, I have a different body, a different mental state, and that's not something I want to take part of anymore. But somebody else wants to. That's on them. I think as long that. as it's it gone, helps a lot of people. Long as medically. It's, well, I can say for except my past, it has. Like I said, it's a stress reliever. As long as you're not out there doing terrible crimes, committing any crimes, you're right. just in your house. Okay. Well, that's the thing too. <laughs> with it being illegal, that's just gonna breed crime with that. If you had, a system, mm, it depends. If you had a system that you have a market for it, and you have farmers that grow it, and if you want to tax it. And if you want to sell it, like you do in California or Colorado or Seattle, I mean, I don't see where they've had any problems with it. Maybe they have had a few, but it's not like the rate of even DC. Yeah, I've been to DC. DC is great. 
I have had no problems with anybody in DC when I go when I used to go up there. Just score a little blood. And it's not even something you can buy up there. It's gifted. <laughs> so I mean it, yeah, I mean, overall we do have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. Absolutely. Long way to go. And I think that the fact that we're still out here fighting for this, fighting for that, fighting for this, fighting for that. It's like it's like okay. We've been marching for decades. And it's like we keep going backwards. We go forward, we go backwards. We go forward, we go backwards. Right. And it's like a I guess it was a meme I saw. It was uh, on Facebook. But um it was like uh, how about we defund I'm gonna I don't wanna say defund the police, but I will say reform the police. Um we're asking for police reform and you wanna turn around and take down statues, okay great, where's police reform? You wanna, I take, like you wanna take Aunt Jemima off the syrup bottle, okay, awesome. Where's the police reform? That's yeah. what we want. Yeah, we you take yeah, you take yeah, yeah, you take it on. We don't care yeah. about Aunt Jemima yeah. on the damn you syrup. Take bottle. all the syrup. Don't okay. give me that. Hey, don't get me wrong. The syrup, the, the syrup is good ass syrup. Yeah, it's bomb. It's bomb. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like it's, it's a good ass syrup. Don't get me wrong. But like you said, you putting that to the forefront, like, but just skipping. Like you're you're just trying to pull the wool over somebody's eyes. Yeah. So I mean, we could be next. You're dangling this right in front of us, like acting it. like you're doing something. You're not doing shit. So what's gonna be next, Uncle Ben? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will be. Let's, let's be real. Is that around gonna be next? I mean, it's like it's pulling the wool over your eyes with that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, like I said, for me, when it comes to the media, I try not to feed into it as much. And because for me, it's like the media feeds you what they want to feed you. Man, the media runs off of ratings. And it brainwashes people who ever watched it every single like this. Zoom is okay. Yeah. When the whole COVID thing broke out, that's okay. This is nothing new. This been going around forever. It's been go- it's, it's been here. Right. But of course, we United States don't. Okay. No, forty five is okay. I'm not worried about it. It's all good. Then once it hits, you're panicking. Yeah. Toilet paper's gone. Everything's <laughs> gone. And I'm looking at people like. And the whole toilet paper thing. And I'm like, is it? It's like all that supplies. Okay. Everybody losing their mind. Okay. Like who's the? You watching person? TV? Okay. You watching TV every day. Every day. But you see now, what's back in stock? Mostly. Yeah, I see it now. Thank God. But months ago, <laughs> but months ago, you couldn't find that. Yeah. Because the meat it was everywhere. You can lose this every everywhere. Now it's like, okay, you was buying that for what? Something that you should have had in your home to begin with. Right. No, it's something that shouldn't have been. You should have been had that stuff in your home. It should have never been an issue in the first place. No. But they put just, it out there, they spit it out. Mass, mass hysteria thing. And then like they I take said, the story and run with it because it gives them ratings. They don't care about reporting news. Nope. That is factual a lot of the times. And it does one thing. Yeah, and it. Mentally. It does. It indoctrinates. It indoctrinates your mind mentally. <laughs> like, I said, it's, like I said, in other words, it sacks your mind mentally. Right. I mean, watch, take 10 minutes, watch 10 minutes of CNN, and then change the channel to Fox News and watch 10 minutes of that. You got two totally different Fox News channels yeah. that pander to two different types of people. Fox News. They pander to two different types of people, both right. CNN You're and right. Fox News. Yeah, of course. They're, they have their own, they their own, own agenda. The, they are in it for the ratings. They have their own agenda. All they care about is money and advertising ratings. Always. That's the only thing they care about. They don't care about giving you news. They care about giving you news that you want to hear so you can keep watching it. So when they run advertisements, 
those advertisements can pay big bucks to be on their news channel. They don't care about giving you the right news, man. Come on. So I mean, that's it's, the last thing you're thinking about. No. Now, like I said, certain, like I said, for me, it all starts with how your mind works. You want people to continue to sack your mind mentally or depress your mind mentally. Because for me, I've been through a lot of that stuff. For me, I'm glad to be on the other side. And so, but as a whole, I think that we needs to start educating ourselves better. Not just from my community, but your community, other people, like I said. Everybody does. Every single Because I'm not, I'm not like the rich part says, we're all going to crumble. Because we're not, we're not learning. We're just going There's off no what's communication. We're going off emotion. Yeah. And, and emotion leads the way. More chaos. Strife. Chaos. More chaos. More chaos. And emotionally starts with what? Mentally. Yep. Exactly. Mentally, okay, I'm showing emotion. I'm angry. I'm mad. Exactly. Take your emotion out of the situation. That's something I've been trying to practice a lot and I've gotten a whole lot better at. Is taking, taking a problem, taking an issue. Taking your emotion okay. out of it. Once you start feeling that emotion come on, grab hold of your mind, yep. grab hold of yourself and say, hey, I'm kind of freaking out of this. Or I'm kind of freaking out about this right now. Is it is it worth freaking out about? Because maybe my emotion is making this a larger making it issue. Bigger than it already and it's needs making to be. it a larger it issue than it really is. And if I really stop, take my emotion out of the situation. Look back, think about examine this. it, diagnose it. Okay, I yeah. was mad about what? Yeah, you're mad. Yeah, exactly. I was mad about what? Like, like why? Why am I even questioning it? So I think that I think that that needs to be done. I think a lot of people they go run off emotion which is fine for the first couple of minutes or couple of days but that's your main driving force off emotion right you don't want to lose your emotion but you definitely want to keep it in check keep it in check because like I said you don't want to run off everything off yeah, emotion you can't, you can't run solely off emotion because <laughs> it's going to lead you one, one way nowhere right to the ground right to the ground <laughs> Right you're going to end up, you're going to stretch yourself out, kill yourself, and you're, either, you're going to either be in jail. So Exactly. Hey, man, as a, as a substance abuser, I can tell you one thing. That's that's something I had to learn um, recovering as a substance abuser is being able to take emotions out of situations. Because whether it was over a woman, whether it was over money, whether it was over whatever negative bad thing that was happening, man. First yeah. thing I wanted to do. Have a shot. Have a drink. Have a smoke. Have a smoke. Do a line of Yep, this. have a hit. Don't worry about Don't it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, just... And cloud, see, for me, and see, and see, honestly, see, I had no idea you went, you went oh, through that. Man, I had no idea. That's something I really... Had Until to, I got older. Yeah, that's something I, I really had to come to grips with. It's something I... I was def, I wouldn't say I was an addict, but I would definitely say I've been a substance abuser in the past. And I would I wouldn't even say it's in the past. I'd still consider myself a substance abuser. I'll own it. But see, a lot of people they can't they can't do that. Right. They can't own that. That's that's where you gotta kill your ego. They get defensive. <laughs> you and know, um, you gotta take a long look at yourself and be like, hey, like like for me, I still say I'm a substance abuser because like if I was to go home tonight, think I'm gonna be okay just having one beer to relax. Just for fun. It's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Cause once I break that little ceiling and have one beer, 
It's gonna Man, be I'm going to have about 30 of them. 30 of them. Or I'm going to have a, a handle of whiskey, and I'm just going to get tore up. And then I've started a whole... A new cycle. A whole relapse. A whole relapse. Into my old mindset, my old substance abusing habits. And but then, then, but then again, a, same time, freight train but then animal. again, you probably don't even notice you're on that cycle again. You don't. Until it's You don't. Until it's You think late. you have a handle on it. You don't. Yeah, because somebody calls you out on it. That's like even... even uh, where I work now, you know, people are like, hey, you wanna you wanna stay and have a drink? Which I, I make it pretty pretty known that I, I don't drink. It's not something I do anymore, and I tell them what. Um, every now and then, it's like, man, you should have a drink with us, man. It's like, man, it's, it's, I can't do it. Man. Yep. I love to, and I love to, you know, socialize, but if you already know how it's going, yeah, too, the cost is way too great, and that's not something I want to go through ever again. Yeah, a lot of people they can't they can't get themselves like that mind state. They're like, okay, right. If I have one smoke, I'll be fine. I'm not gonna relapse. Right. But that smoke turns to every day. Right. I need it every day. I gotta depend on it. Exactly. Then you're back on that same it train. Takes no time at all. So I definitely understand that. Like I said, a lot of people who go through substance abuse. I've seen people who go through it, who's still going through it, trying to keep themselves up. And all it takes is one, oh, just one, man. Just yep. one. They ain't gonna hurt. They're just one. Let's try it. Yep. You try it. And you're right back on you're right back in it you're right back on that wagon and it's terrible like I said it all and you have to start all over yep and it all starts where it starts if mentally if you get to that point if you get to that point yeah so it all starts mentally mentally it all starts mentally so for me I think that yeah, that's like another thing I was talking about at the gym that's what discipline equals freedom and that's from the Jocko podcast that's a that's a Jocko willing statement right there yeah I will tell you yeah, and he's he's a podcast I really like to listen to because he's very intelligent. He's always covering great books and uh, always has great um, guests on his podcast. And it's very uh, it's very insightful, very stoic. Um, I like stoicism a lot because I think it's very real. I think it's a very real type of philosophy. It it works for me. Put it that way. In my in my mind, in my condition, it works great for me. Gotcha. Um, anybody else struggling with substance abuse or anything like that uh, get a book on Stoicism Epictetus is a great Stoic philosopher from uh, ancient Greece uh, Seneca another great one um, and actually I got that from one of my counselors when I had to do substance abuse <laughs> I, I got that from him because he was also a substance oh he was an addict um, his own words by the way um but the therapist I went to back last year, I told him what I was going through. He's and he said, I said, I never been through some abuse, but he said he was overcoming that. I'm like, Yeah. I couldn't tell from the outside. He's like, Yeah, you have no idea. Yep. And he started laying out, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, holy crap, you went through all that? He's like, Yeah. So local guy? Yep. I, I know you're talking. Exactly. We're talking about the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, he's a great, great, great one. One of the great ones, but he went through that. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. No idea. You wouldn't know it, but that's, that's somebody I, I listened to every second I had counseling session. And it, yeah, I had four of them. I had a couple of sessions, and after that, I think last year for me was the the turning point for me. Like, good. okay. I'm going to say rock bottom at work. I was at a breakdown, like, you know what? I had to get a break. As a therapist, talked it out, clear my mind. I was, I know I started. 
started that is, breathing. And that's something we got to realize that <laughs> that's a service that helps immensely. Yeah. And there's definitely no shame in doing that. And yeah. I think that's something that has a stigma about it is that, oh, you go to see a therapist. Well, you're just crazy. Well, I had to everybody, say, yeah. Everybody has some form of mental illness or some kind of problem. And yep. The truth is, everybody's going through everybody something. Everybody needs it every now and then. Everybody's going everybody through something. Everybody needs help sometime. Always. And for me. You need, you, if you don't think you need you help do. now, you're going to need it. You might you're not need it. need it now. You know but what? you're going to need it eventually. You're going to need it later on. You're going to need it eventually. Something. You're going to need it. Whether it's a loss, grief, something, you're going to need it. Right. And exactly. for me, I'm glad I went to it last year because I was debating it. But went back in July, and a couple of sessions later, I turned the corner like, you know what? For 30, I was 30 at the time. Almost 31 years, I'm sitting there, okay. You've been holding this stuff in, putting this shield up, putting this wall up, not being you, not being fully you. Right. You being angry. You remember I was an angry person back in high school. Oh, yeah. Now you see why I was doing it. I was putting that yeah. that wall up. That burden's hard to carry. It got, too, it, it got too heavy. It it's got heavy. too heavy. You walking around like, you like feel like like you basically like literally you you walk around like you can't Empire breathe. You, there, you can't breathe. Yeah. You you suffocate yourself. Yeah. You know, last I'm like you know what after that and this year I'm like I feel ten times better than I did in thirty. You can breathe. You don't I can feel breathe. like you have a center block on your chest. None. But back in high school, I could be like, damn, I was one angry person in high school. Yeah. But I was on the I front. Was the same way, man. I was I I won't say I was a super angry. person. But I take that back. I wasn't a super angry person that people could see. It was vivid. But one teacher, one teacher figured it out. Mr. Paul Jenkins. Oh, yeah. He said, so you know what, You read in the yearbook. I still got it to this day. He said, you had everybody fooled. He said, you put on a hell of a show. He said, but just keep being alive, keep growing. Eventually, you'll grow out of that shadow. But he said, like, you put on hell of a, you, hell, you, you fooled everybody. That's really cool. And I said, see that though too. I said, damn. Then we talked last year and he broke it down. His conversation, that started helping out a lot too. That's good. So, I mean, you start talking to people about it, like yourself and others included. Like, okay, it's not so bad. Right. I can breathe, be me, do me, be the same person, no nothing. Right. But back then, it's like, I can't do it. Yeah, man. You it, don't want to be vulnerable to anybody. No. None. You don't want to be vulnerable to anybody. None. You don't want to seem weak. None. Because you got all this stuff on you, and you're like, man, if I let anybody know, my whole image is just going to crumble. Because you you built it up, you tried to buy, okay. Now I'm looking back, I'm like, if I would have been this way back then, it would have been a whole lot easier. Yep. But back then, growing up like that, no. Right. If it gets out one, it's over. In your mind, is that fear, mentally. Right. One word gets out. Oh my God, it's over. I'm gonna be on. Everybody's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just think everybody's gonna be thinking about you, and that's so selfish. Then you walk in school. So then you walk in, be like, all eyes is on. Now it's like nothing. You Nobody move on. Cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. As long as you're happy living your life, it's all that matters. But back then, oh yeah, back you, then you, you think just, the world, you think the world's go in. Yep. You just think everybody's you, you, gonna you get on the bus. Oh my God! Everybody's all eyes on me. Yeah. In school, all eyes on me. You go in the cafeteria, eat lunch, whispering, looking at you. You you had that that fear. Now I had that fear in my mind for years. Right. I said to the table, okay. He was looking at me. 
but now it's like I shouldn't have done that but you let me learn that's true so I think that that's a burden that I don't I don't encourage that for me I feel like if anybody's going through that whether it's for me or from yours you know it's you know like like life experiences talk to somebody don't hold it in absolutely you hold can you hold it in you're only hurting yourself absolutely man I mean because carrying a burden that is a feeling like you cannot breathe well, you walk you're walking but you're not walking look at it this way would you walk around all day with an 80 pound brick tied to your waist yeah or 80 pound or anything would you weight, walk? It's weight, it's just, weight on you you're just walking around with extra weight for no reason or it's harder or it's, give me a better example would you rather walk around be able to breathe or rather walk around like with a plastic bag wrap, 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 like yeah or, I mean that's how I felt yeah like you're wrapped up in plastic but you're still walking right you're still walking exponentially hard but you're walking 10 times harder because it's hard for you to breathe but you're making yourself harder to breathe Nobody yeah, doing you're it doing it to yourself. You're doing, you're doing it to yourself. You're doing it to yourself. Nobody else cares. You're doing it to yourself. Because but you mentally, but mentally is like, okay, I got to wrap myself. It's plastic. Right. So I think that that's all starts mentally. You got to free your mind because you don't free your mind, educate your mind. It will. Right. And you know, <clears throat> um, back to that, uh, taking your emotion out of the situation. If we were able to take our emotion out of the situation back then, we would have seen that what we were doing was terrible. I mean, it was just a terrible decision. Yeah. But we didn't know that. We didn't know that. We would, well, in your words, in your words, many people's words, we didn't know anybody. We were still learning. Right. Because for me, it's like, okay, if I took the emotion out of it back then, would my life be different? Would things be different? Right. You start thinking like, damn, I should have did this. Yeah. I should have did that. But I didn't. I learned the hallway. But I'm glad I did. Right. Well, sometimes you know that's that's the way life goes. Yep. Self growth, self learning, and self acceptance. It's part of your journey, man. Yeah. If you, my thing is, you can't accept yourself within. Who else is gonna really accept you? Exactly. And I, and I had, and I learned until now. People like, growing up, like people can smell that on you. It's like you're not being you. Yeah. But I'm not gonna tell you that. Let you learn on your own. Yeah, some people don't say it, and they just they they can tell. They can tell that you're not being authentic. Yeah. You're not being genuine. Or it'd be like, okay, he's trying, but it's something. Right. It's yeah, something the intuition there. Intuition as human beings that if yep. somebody's not being genuine, genuine with me, yep. I can tell. Yep, you can tell. Or it was like, okay, I've had people it, tell me that. Yeah. I can tell. It's like you're like, what's wrong with you? What you mean? Like you seem off. No, I'm yeah, not. Exactly. No, I'm not. Really? You yeah. seem off. No, I'm not. Okay. Keep lying to yourself. You seem off, or you can just read people's body language. Like, there's been situations where yeah. you tell, you know, a bullshit story to somebody. And they look back at you like. Yeah, because you want to be accepted or because you want to fit into the conversation. And you know what you're saying is bullshit. Yeah. And guess what? Read their body language, and you can tell that they know it's bullshit, too. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But then they're not like, this motherfucker yeah, lying really his ass off. They're just like, he's lying. He's lying his ass off. Exactly. <laughs> now I look back, I'm like, I did that a lot, a lot oh, of damn, a lot of times. I know I did it, and I've done it in the past. And I like, 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 like you, remember, you remember this? I'm like, yeah, not, yeah, I did that. I ain't did not jack shit. Right. They're just trying, just trying to fucking fit in. Yep. 
But I'm leaving there feeling like, okay, I'm feeling great. Yeah. They're leaving like, did y'all, did I believe that damn shit? Yeah, they're just sitting there like, man, he's full of shit. He's full of shit. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, it's, I wrap it up with saying like this. And that's why I started name this podcast, Sacrament. Because like I said, you don't fix your mind and free your mind. From all the stuff that's going on in this world today, you're going to cripple yourself until it pretty much literally kills you. Absolutely. Take a hold. Take a hold of your emotions. Take emotions out of situations that you know you can. Take a step back. Take a few breaths. Look at it. If you need to get help, realize that you need to get a little bit of help. It's okay to have help. Yep. I've had help, and I loved it. Loved it. Still And I am not a person that likes help. <laughs> I love to, to Do problem solve. I love yep. to problem solve things on my own, but... Man, that's just not reality. Yeah, sometimes that's you gotta let that pride reality. go. Gotta let that pride go. Exactly. And if I won't say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna close it out by saying this: the older you get, you realize who needs to be in life and who don't. You realize who your true friends are, who it is there for the fucking ride. I suggest you cut them off. Yeah, it's gonna piss them off. You gotta take care of yourself. They be like, why is he? Why is he acting different? Why is he not doing this? Why he saying this? Or they may start getting okay. You post something on social media. You have no intention, no ill intentions or nothing. You just post because you like what you saw. They'll take it as oh, he talking about us. No, not really. But if you take it that way, right? That's fine. You need to be out of my life. There you go. And don't don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. Let the door hit you so for me, I see you in the street somewhere. I see you, but don't. Nah. Cause for me, I feel like if you're gonna be that kind of person for me, you need to be in my life. Matter of fact, you don't deserve to. Right. I mean, what are they adding to your life? Okay. Toxic bullshit. <laughs> there you go. I, you know what? That's the perfect, perfect thing I can say to anybody. Do not like I said yesterday. On I posted yesterday. I said I'm gonna repeat it because I think this quote is the most. Honest quote. I said, "Stop sitting at tables where you might be the topic when you get up and leave." Very true. If you know the table, like I'm going, everybody, I'm like, I'm not feeling the vibe of this table. If I get up, if I get, just get up, go use the bathroom. You can feel it. You come back. Feel it come back. <laughs> you've been talking about. They'd be like, <laughs> they'd be like, they get quiet. Yeah. I gotta go. What you mean gotta go? If I come back to the table and y'all just get quiet all of a sudden, but I hit the corner, y'all was laughing. But oh sh, here he comes. Yeah, yeah, definitely not something you want to be a part of. So I'll say that quote: "Stop sitting at tables when you know you're gonna be tired." Don't do it. Absolutely, it's not worth it. Absolutely. But then again, I'm closed out like that. I appreciate my brother showing up to this podcast. It's been a long time coming. It's been a pleasure, man. And it will Dude, not be the last. It will not be the last. It will not be the last. It will not be the last. Like I said, we, we just gave y'all a part one doses. This is not even the full doses. We just gave you a chop it up podcast episode. But like I said, then again, I appreciate you coming by. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks it's for having me. I appreciate you. It's awesome, dude. Um, you can check out my podcast on... Spotify, all the streaming platforms. Check me out on Facebook, Instagram. Check out my bros page. Matter of fact, you can let everybody know where to, where to find you for your great workout um, sessions. All right. Um, it's on, <laughs> uh, on Instagram. It's unfaltering underscore Ulfednar. I'm going to have to uh, spell that out. 
It's uh, U-N-F-A-L-T-E-R-I-N-G underscore U-L-F-H-E-D-N-A-R. Great stuff. Great content. Great content. You will not be disappointed. Great stuff. Great stuff. But this is your boy and your host, Ryan Smith. Thank you. Be safe. Be positive. Be blessed. Till next time, people. Stay up. Stay blessed. Stay focused. We out.